0: Welcome to the Millennial Falcon, a pop culture podcast by Three Geeky Millennials. My name is Hai Chen Bui. I'm a USA Today contributor and a pop culture journalist in D.C.
1: I am Anya Crittenton, Associate Editor at the Tracking Board. And I am Willoughby
2: Dobbs, a filmmaker in the D.C. area. All right, guys, so today our episode is going to be about fall movies, even though today is the day of the Emmys. Oops. We're going to be talking about movies. Yeah. We
1: are. We're, we're going contrarian this we're week. We're super cool like that. Yeah,
0: the fall movies that we are really excited about and also kind of our our early, early predictions about what is going to have Oscar buzz or going to be a little Oscar-baity. Because mm-hmm. so.
2: as as we know, in the fall, a lot of movies that are Oscar-worthy come out in the fall mm-hmm. um,
0: and and or December and January. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about a
2: whole bunch of different movies. It's going to be great, guys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we're going on a month-by-month basis. Um, just so we can just, like, go through what we're excited for each month and highlight them so we don't have to, like, just go off on our own little lists every time. Mm-hmm. So um, what are we excited for in September?
2: I'll go first. Um, I'll just say that I'm excited for The Magnificent Seven, which is the, the remake of The Magnificent Seven, which is, therefore, a U.S. remake of Seven Samurai. Seven okay. Samurai. Um, it stars Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, Ethan Hawke, and... I can't really remember the other three.
0: Chris Pratt? Oh,
2: yeah, I said, Chris, I Pratt. said Chris Pratt. I <laughs> um, Uh I'm excited for this movie because I, I like westerns a lot. I'm getting into them. I saw Seven Samurai a couple months ago. really liked it. And I might watch the original Magnificent Seven before that.
1: You should. The original's really good. Yeah.
2: So I'm excited to see an, an, a, another western. Um... And I've also got on my September list of movies, I've got Miss Peregrine's miss Home for Peculiar Children, which I like to describe as Gothic X Men. <laughs> uh, it's directed by Tim Burton, so I'm a new Tim Burton movie, guys.
0: Well, you know how I Tim Burton has been lately. I yeah, I know. It's been hit or miss. Um, but well, it looks mostly good. miss. Yeah. Eva uh, Green is the main character. She's yeah. always great. Yeah. And she Aza Butterfield
2: from Hugo in yes. Ender's Game. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically. Hugo comes into uh, Miss Peregrine's home, home for peculiar children, and it's all these people with like superpowers, and they're peculiar, but it's also like, the Victorian age, so they can't really, like they're not accepted in this world. It's all, it looks very, it's based off of a, a graphic novel.
0: Yeah, it's um, very aesthetic. Yeah. And
2: then the last movie I've got is Ma- Mascots, which technically came out last week uh, on September 10th. Um, it's the new Christopher Guest mockumentary, it's about mm. mascots. So that's basically it. Very
0: aptly named. Yeah. Um, I'm also excited for Magnific- Magnificent Seven. I'm really excited for the diverse cast that it yes. has. Yes. And I think it's, like, very organically diverse, too, because, we know, like, in the Old West, there weren't just, like, white cowboys. They were, there were, like, Mexican cowboys. I forgot what their names were. Cabreros. Um, Cabreros. Yeah. Um, Cabreros. There were black cowboys. There were tons of, like, it was people and, all... In they, the movie
2: that we've got, Native, a Native American... We do. And, a, I think, a Japanese guy...
0: Yes, a Japanese guy, or he's, I think he's Chinese or Japanese. But yeah, it's it's really exciting and it looks great. I love Denzel Washington. Um, I know it's getting some like mixed reviews right now at TIFF. I think yes. yeah, yes, but at TIFF. I think it'll still be good.
2: I've heard that Chris Pratt is not at his best. Like he's just he's a he's anachronistic.
0: I think, like, ever since he became, like, the It Boy, he's just been voguing a lot in all of his movies. This is, like, my biggest (laughs) critique of him in Jurassic World. He was just voguing the entire time. He wasn't a character. It's, like,
2: I think right after we saw Jurassic World, I think you made the the joke, like, you know, Bryce Dallas Howard asks, are you posing? And he goes, Google Earth, always taking pics. (laughs) I did
0: make that joke. So, yeah, Chris Pratt. Hopefully he'll be okay. Yeah. Um, there's another movie coming out for him in the fall that I'm excited for. But we'll, we're not we'll there get yet. to
2: that. We're
1: not there yet.
2: I'm excited for that one yeah. too.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I think I think Magnificent 7 will be uh, fun if nothing else. Like I'm I like the diversity. I love westerns. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited, but you know, I'm I feel like it's going to be a fun movie if nothing spectacular.
0: Yeah. Um another one that I want to see is Queen of Katwe, uh, starring Lupita Nyong'o and David Oyelowo. David Oyelowo, yes. Um, and a newcomer who will be the main character, who is the, the titular Queen of Kachoe. But um, it's a Disney film, uh, a biopic about this girl in, uh, I can't remember which country, um, Uganda? Yes. Yes, Uganda, who like, rises through the ranks of being a chess champion and you know, leaves her hometown and can rise above whatever circumstances she was born in. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o, um, it's in her first live-action movie, I think, since, like, 12 Years a Slave. Uh, she's oh, my playing, gosh. Yeah. Well, playing a live-action character. Yeah, playing a live-action character. Um, she's the mom of the titular Queen of K- Kachue. So I'm excited for that. It
1: looks beautiful. I teared it up a little bit during good. the trailer. <laughs> the trailer. Same. Okay, it seems like a very typical kind of Disney, real-life, like, sappy sort of yeah. inspirational story. Uh, but I like the, the – having a cast of color, and
0: yeah. I'm – it looks good. I do like that there's no white savior because, in a lot of the Disney inspirational biopics lately, there's yep. always been you know one white savior at least. Yep.
2: John Hamm. John Hamm,
0: just like John saving Hamm. that team. Dennis, um,
2: oh, what's the guy? Not Dennis Quaid. The other, the other America's dad, uh, Kevin Costner. <laughs> yeah. Like I think a- Dennis Quaid was in that one. Isn't was in one of those movies yeah, too? Yeah, yeah. I Dennis. Qu- I think Kevin Costner was in two white savior movies back to back in mean, like 2015.
0: Yeah, that's kind of his thing now. Apparently. Yeah. Yep. Any in September for you, Anya? Uh,
1: no. I'm you no. Know, September's a pretty quiet month for me. I mean, I'm excited to see Queen of Katwe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably see The Magnificent Seven at some point, but nothing that I'm like really, like really feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. October, I think, is a little
0: bit dead too. But Mine's I think dead. I've got one. one.
1: Mm-hmm. I have two. I have none. So
2: okay. Well, I'll go. and I'll just say, um, I'm the one movie I'm excited for in October is Keeping Up with the Joneses, which is this new comedy. With Zach Galifianakis, Isla Fisher as a suburban couple who meet their new neighbors, played by John Hamm and Gal Gadot, and that and jo, John Hamm and Gal Gadot are like super like attractive, hot new couple, but they're also spies. So I mean, and they they all get roped into some you know sp- espionage thriller. Um, it, but I'm excited for it. The trailer looks looks makes it look really fun.
0: John Hamm and Gal Gadot might be the most attractive on-screen couple we've ever seen. Yeah, real. <laughs> that is. Real talk, right
1: there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, my two are very um, award season buddy mm-hmm. films. Um, I'm really excited for Moonlight, which looks incredible. Um, it's about um, a black boy who is it basically goes through three stages in his life, being kind of a child then a teenager and then an adult, um, coming to terms with his sexuality. Um, so I'm also really excited because we have a like a gay character who's also a person of color. Um, It's getting stunning reviews. It just looks beautiful. I'm really excited for it. Um, And then the other one, again, awards buzzy, is American Pastoral, which is Ewan McGregor's directorial debut, which I'm really... My boy Ewan! Yeah, yeah. So it's his um, directorial debut, which I am really looking forward to. Um, I actually, I don't know, like, much about it. I know it takes place during the Civil Rights era. Yeah, he plays... And basically, his daughter gets involved in some sort of like and like protests and things like that and she ends up bombing a like post office oh shit mm. i didn't know that though. um yeah it's in the trailer um and she like goes on the run and so she's missing and like he has to deal with kind of his family being fractured from this and like what his daughter's doing and it's just very kind of like intimate family drama is he, on this is he using his
2: southern accent from uh big fish
1: um, I'm not sure. Probably something like that. It's based on a book. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel I feel like we've kind of been missing Ian McGregor a little bit lately. I have.
0: Although, he is filming Spotting 2 currently. mm
2: mm-hmm. yes. And he's going to be yes. playing twin brothers in the new season of Fargo.
0: Is he? Yep. Yes.
2: He's going to, in yep. the third season, he's going to be the main character. He's going to be playing twin brothers. Oh my
1: god. Wait,
0: this is my dream. Yep. I love It's like,
1: man. it's, why is he like playing like dual characters so much? He played Jesus and the devil. Yeah. Recently in that one movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah um, about so that. he's got that thing going on. So yeah, I'm just looking forward to those two, you know, buzzy he's been Oscar just kind baby of doing films. His own thing.
0: I think so. He's probably working on this pet project, his directorial debut, doing like whatever he wants. He's like he's got enough credence to his name that he can just kind yes. of do whatever. Yeah. He's yeah, he's done a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I think that's just October for me. I can I lead off November? Yes, sure. because it is
2: packed. November is And
1: It is packed But most importantly Moana is coming out Yes Which is a new Disney animated film Our newest princess film With The Rock And music by Lin-Manuel Miranda And we have a princess of colors Polynesian And it just Yes Polynesian and it looks beautiful. I'm so excited. It's a new Disney film, and that always just gets me right yeah. in the heart. So I, I'm so excited for Moana. It looks gorgeous. I got shivers I Can't wait watching Same. the trailer already. I was just like, I oh. I can't wait. Oh, I'm so excited. I
0: can't wait for the original music by Lin-Manuel, because um, he'll be doing, like, he's a huge Disney fan as well. So I think, like... He like is he working with Alan Menken too, or is it just like
1: Alan Menken is not doing the music for this? Um, mm. They are going to be working together on the music for the upcoming uh, live action Little Mermaid. Oh yes, and which is even more exciting because that's Lynn's favorite Disney movie. That's he named his son Sebastian after Sebastian. That's no adorable. kidding, that's adorable. Yeah. That
2: is adorable. Also, he's yeah. going to be in the new Mary Poppins movie that comes out yes. in twenty eighteen. Mm. I think so. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: playing so he's, he's Later. Like, now that he's, he's working, now that he's like big hot. Hot shot. He's doing all the Disney films. Yeah, I know. Which I'm like, I'm okay with that. Just like Anya's catnip.
1: Uh, Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. So I am. There are so many other movies coming out in December that or November that I'm excited for, but nothing beats Moana for me. Uh,
0: Yeah, that's probably number one for for me as well although Fantastic Beasts also comes out in November yes. and I'm quite excited for that very much so yeah we've taught, we've done, dedicated a whole episode to Harry Potter before so you guys know how excited we are for it the spin off to Harry Potter uh, a prequel really set in like the 1920s um, start, it's about Newt's Commander, played, played by Eddie Redmayne a bunch of magical beasts gets lost gets set loose in New York it's basically magical ghostbusters he has to catch them all Ha. <laughs> ha, on. Ha, ha, ha! it looks great. I'm really excited. It looks magical. Um, all of our faves are in, it, are in it. We've talked a lot about it before, so yeah. we don't have to talk about it too much. Um, another one. Also, magical Congress. That's gonna be hilarious. Oh, yeah, <laughs> also, that'll be great. Colin, but Colin Farrell. Yes, Colin Farrell is
1: gonna be so good. I'm so excited. He's playing
2: the fiftieth de- detective, I believe, in his lifetime.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Maybe I know. Okay, but there's something like specifically like that I'm into about him as a wizard yeah i'm like he, into that
0: <laughs> <laughs> i like yeah he's very stylish but he has like the sin- sort of sinister air to him too which i like which but makes him a he's great like a character kind of like yeah. like yeah yeah all
1: right
0: all right yep. enough about colin farrell and, and fantastic Beasts. can um, there be
1: enough of that
0: honestly no um <laughs> what else in november do you think will it be um so we've
2: got arrival mm. which is the yes. the this year's awards possible-worthy sci-fi film. Um, and in the years past, we've had Gravity, Interstellar. Um, last year was The Martian. This year, it's Arrival. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of taking, taking it in place in space, it's aliens who've come to us. Mm-hmm. And Amy Adams plays a linguist, and she's trying to decipher their alien language, trying to figure out if these guys are nice or not. Um, and it's been getting weird reviews at TIFF. They keep saying that it's good, but it gets really good at the end. Like yeah, a slow, a slow burn. Like, slow burn. So, yeah,
1: um, I'm I think excited. I think most excited is the director Dennis Villeneuve, who's just <sighs> yes. you know Ensondier Prisoners Sicario. Sicario is on amazing. his way
2: to doing the new Blade Runner.
0: Yeah, movie too. I hope yeah, he he gets, he's incredible. I hope he gets some awards recognition. Maybe not for Arrival, but he deserved some for Sicario last year because. That was He
2: deserves some for Prisoners, too. He did,
0: yeah. He's a great director. I've heard
2: Prisoners is good. Like, when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, this, this
0: looks like a thriller.
1: It's so good. And Anson D is incredible. Yeah.
0: I haven't seen that, but...
1: Never, I've never seen it. I love him. Um. So, as well as Arrival
2: and Fantastic Beasts, there's one I want to talk about. <laughs> Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, which is a... Which is... Anya's shaking her head.
1: Mm-mm. Not a like, fan? Mm-mm,
2: have you seen it?
1: No, but I just like I don't know the track that Angley's been going on recently. I mean, I didn't like Life of Pi. This looks, I, I, I my interest could not be lower. I don't mind Life of Pi. And like I, it was bro- I just I just miss I miss like Brokeback Mountain, Angley. Well, I just miss Brokeback Mountain.
2: <laughs> so the, the, my interest in this movie is more technical. Um, they're reco- they they filmed the movie in one hundred and twenty. Uh, um, Frames per second, which is, like, unfathomable to think about. Because um, right now, in movies, we um, they record at 24 FPS. Mm-hmm. And The Hobbit was filmed at 48, but it was filmed like it was still filmed at 24. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to see, like, what... The, 120. Yeah, FPS what do.
0: effect will that have yeah. on the movie? Like, like, do you know? Or
2: like- well, what what Ang Lee was talking about in this EW article I was reading was that he wants to show what the human eye can actually experience.
0: Oh.
2: And the whole th- the whole movie is about this guy who is uh, returning from Iraq, and he's at the Super Bowl halftime show, and he's and he's reliving memories of the war, his past, alternative futures. And if he never went to war mm. and so it's this weird like hit like a retrospector retrospective on this on this veteran's life mm. while he's sta- like the whole like it, it's kind of like it takes place the a plot is him on the at the halftime show and then the rest of the movie is flashbacks and flash
1: forwards and flash sideways okay I guess that's the thing is that like technically that is super cool and like Ang Lee is technically brilliant. It's the plot I'm just like I have no interest in a plot like this. Sounds very um, Crash, but, well... It's, oh, God, and crashes. <laughs> well,
2: it, is. it seems very much like a tearjerker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which I'm I, just, like, not... But I'm, I'm excited for the technical aspect of it, because I think film is a neat medium.
0: hmm <laughs> Well, a neat medium,
1: I think, is an understatement for you. You are a film major. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yes. um.
1: Where, it's so funny, because, yeah, a will be, uh, Willoughby film production major, I film studies... So Willoughby's, like, tucking the glass back. And I'm like, ugh, but the story. But but
0: the story. The plot. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And we should say that Sully came out um,
2: this weekend, or last weekend, um, and it was filmed all in IMAX. It was the first movie filmed entirely in IMAX. Really? But I heard the story is not good.
0: I heard it was super boring.
2: And that the only good thing about about watching that film is seeing the flight land on the Hudson. But other than that, I heard, like, it's just not good.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, Clint Eastwood also is a director lately.
2: So, yeah, but what I'm excited about is, like, movies being filmed entirely in IMAX. Like, yeah. the Avengers Infinity War is supposed to be filmed in IMAX.
1: I wonder how that'll be. It's going to
2: be amazing, yeah. Yeah. HT, What are you
1: talking <laughs> about? <laughs> well, he's like, come on.
2: So, yeah, um, that's that's that. And then um, the last one that I've got is Doctor Strange. Mm. Um, it's probably one of the least anticipated Marvel movies I've, I have i have
0: I'm skeptical about it. Yeah. I'm so skeptical. It seems
2: really cold and, like, not... I mean, I I really don't know much about Doctor Strange as as a comic book character.
0: But you would think, like, considering how, like, trippy and weird and interesting the comics seem to be, it would be more interesting than, like, the Inception ripoff that we see in the trailers. Exactly.
2: And the director of that, he tweeted out that he really was inspired by Inception, but there was just too much Inception going on.
0: Yeah, Inception itself, like... Is suffers from chrysalanitis in that it is cold. And it distant. looks beautiful. It's distant. Like it, it looks beautiful, but it is distant and like it's very like just like, wrapped up in those technical aspects and not just like yeah. not connecting.
1: You know.
2: Yeah, and Cumber, I'm really
1: worried about Rachel McAdams.
2: And Cumberbund <laughs> does not excite me at all.
0: Yeah,
1: so. Cumberbund. Yeah, I thought. I mean, Cabbage Patch Kid.
2: <laughs> yeah, Benjyil
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm worried about Rachel McAdams because she's one of my favorite actresses, and I am just so worried about her just being relegated to the sidelines, to the concerned. Yeah, she definitely seems yeah. like that in when, the trailer. When
2: they announced <laughs> Doctor Strange, uh, or when they did that big cover for EW, they were talking about how she's the person that grounds him, and that immediately sparked alarm bells in my head saying, oh, yep. so she's just going to be around for 30 minutes saying, don't worry, you're still human.
0: God, I hate that. I'm already hating Yep, it's going to be your <laughs> Oh, God, no. Well, um, yeah, Doctor Strange, I'm going to take it, like, be skeptical, probably. A okay, yeah, found this great. Do you salt. have
1: any more from November HD? Because I, I have do. three. I have okay.
0: Cool. okay um, Allied, which is the Michael Fassbender. No, um, is Marion Cotillard and Brad Pitt. Sorry.
2: Oh yeah, that yeah, one. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, two spies during World War II, mm-hmm. um, and it looks really great. They look I, really fancy. They look really fancy. I they... love both of them. This is a Brad Pitt's like first acting film in a while uh, in since Fury I think since Fury but he hasn't taken a lot of like lead roles lately mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm really excited for that I love everything Marion Cossiard is in it looks very intense I don't know much about it outside of like what I've seen in the trailer but it
2: looks like they're evoking you know Humphrey Bogart.
0: Yeah, it's very, like, Casablanca-esque, um, which I know, like, Anya would be interested in, too. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Casablanca.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm excited for that. That one is in um, November as well. Oh, and my last one for November is Lion. Um, yes. So that one is getting rave reviews at TIFF right now, and it stars Dev Patel and, I think, Rooney Mara. Um, let me just sorry look it up. I didn't like look up a lot of things about it, um, but it's about <laughs> I googled line. I just got a picture of a line. <laughs> <It's not worth. laughs> Whoops! Um, but Dev Patel plays a, um, a character who is trying to Google Maps his way back to India to find like his family, essentially. After he in biological family. his biological family, he was family. adopted by yeah. an
1: Australian family.
0: Yeah, he was separated from them. Ooh,
2: does Dev Patel use an Australian accent in this movie? Well, he does. He
0: is, yeah, he's British, so it's like not
1: too far off. Yeah,
2: but that's still pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that is pretty cool. And his parents are played by uh, David Wenham and Nicole Kidman. Mm, yes, Nicole Kidman's in it. Wait, the guy from Faramir? Huh? <laughs> yep.
0: What is he doing? And though? Rooney Mara. <laughs> yes, Rooney yep. Mara is in it. I'm It's funny cuz yeah.
2: Nicole Kidman and that and David when we both in Australia, which is the movie by Baz Luhrmann that no one wants to talk about in the that Baz Luhrmann canon. Terrible, <laughs> terrible. movie I
0: saw that in theaters. I was just like, when is this movie over? It was a
2: four-hour movie. Oh my
0: God, uh, yeah, but it was,
2: yeah, yeah. So that just reminded me that they've been in Australian movies together. Well, I they don't,
0: are yeah. Australian I'm assuming it won't take place mostly in Australia, but uh, yeah, directed by Garth Davis. Um, apparently, it's a really great feel-good story according to all the reviews at TIFF. I'm really excited for it. Nice. Any from all Rania? Right.
1: Yeah, I have just two quick ones. Uh, So the first one is Nocturnal Animals, which is the new Tom Ford movie with uh, Amy Adams, Jake Gyllenhaal, Michael Shannon, and, oh no, Aaron Taylor Johnson.
0: Ah, Mm. Oh, uh, I guess. I've seen posters for that. Uh, What's it about? Yeah, uh,
1: It's weird. Um, Amy Adams plays an art gallery director of some sort, I believe, and she starts reading this thriller novel and I think Jake Gyllenhaal is the character in the novel. And so from what I can tell, I'm not really sure. I need to do a little bit more research, but this is what I'm getting from it. Um, Tiff reviews are good. They're saying it's, you know, like really like heartbreaking, gorgeous. And just, I mean, uh, Tom Ford is fashion designer turned filmmaker. He did um, a single man. Mm, Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, with Colin Firth. Um, and it just looks beautiful. And I loved a single man. So single man I'm is gorgeous. really intrigued by that. And then the last one is Loving, which is the Joel Edgerton, Ruth Negga. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, story about like Loving the Virginia, about an interracial couple who gets married, but interracial marriage is legal in certain areas, in certain states. Um, and so they have to take it to court, and it all the way to the Supreme Court. Um, I've been hearing great reviews out of TIFF. And um, what I've been hearing is that it really focuses on the love story and like them as a couple and their strength in each other versus just making it a courtroom drama. Mm. That's good. So yeah. I'm really, tr- I'm really looking forward to loving.
0: Yeah, I, I, That's another trailer that I like. I teared up watching as well. I get really, I get hit really in the emotions by trailers easily. Same, same.
1: <laughs> um. So yeah. So that's my November. Um, are we good to go on to December? Let's because my December. number one film of the entire season is in December. Please go ahead. La La Land. Ooh, I, I can't wait for that movie. I it looks really I, good. I have a feeling it's going to be one of my films that I'm going to root hard for at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emma Stone, I think, just today won Best Actress at Venice. Wow. For La La Land. Um, I talked about it in a couple episodes ago, but what I really like is it's romantic and it's very old Hollywood. Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling, love them both. Um, Their third yes. adventure together. Mm-hmm. Yes, it also I looks kind of heartbreaking. Yes, yeah. I uh, I keep singing that song from the trailer. I just whew, everything about La La Land. I just need it in my life right now. And
2: this seems like a good follow up from Whiplash, which was Damien Chazelle, Chazelle's last movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this is yeah. it's, it looks kind of like on the opposite spectrum of like emotion because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. was Whiplash was yeah. very like you know intense. hardcore intense mm-hmm. very like also very male driven very yeah. like m- like masculinity was a big part of that mm-hmm. and just like um the intensity of all of of college band and now <laughs> college jazz band and now this is the opposite end of that where it's very romantic
1: and very emotional mm-hmm. when who has been trying to get la la land made for a lot longer than whiplash and no one oh, really, mm, really? helped make it so he did whiplash kind of Because, like, he was, like, La La Land wasn't going anywhere, and he was, like, all right, well, I guess I'm not just gonna sit here. So he did Whiplash. So this is more of a passion project than Whiplash. Yeah. So that would be pretty good. Then it won't be really a soft slump I mean, all the reviews for it have been, like, out of this world so far. Or, like, everyone is loving it. And I just, like, oh, my God. Like, I know... I know what Willoughby's number one film from December is, and I'm also excited for it. But like, Lala La Land just—you know, don't know goes...
2: what my most number one film will
1: Willoughby. be. Willoughby.
0: Willoughby. I get the feeling mm. though that La, La Land will be a little bit more harrowing than we expect it to be. I kind of yeah. i am kind of getting that um, Blue Valentine feel from them from no, La, La, I, La Land. I don't know. God no. No, it's like a little bit like on that really realistic, heartbreaking side. So I'm we're, not we're saying that
2: not both of them will be out of it alive by the end of the movie
0: not that but you know i mean like in the in the in terms of just like how hard it is to watch it won't just and be like be music and magic yeah, yeah yeah exactly um yeah. but All yeah what it. speaking of willoughby's most anticipated movie Hi. of come on December.
2: well yeah we got rogue one yeah. <laughs> um yeah rogue one definitely i've talked about my my excitement for this movie
1: plenty of times
2: um, so I won't go deep into it. But, I mean, you guys can talk about it if you want. But
1: <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited about a
0: movie that doesn't have to do with Skywalkers. Mm, Yeah. I am excited too because it's very different from the Star Wars movies we've seen, which are very mythical and very like grand and sweeping. This one's like the down and gritty war movie, which yeah. seems very different than like so down I'm
2: excited. Gr- so the down and gritty war movie people have been wanting since the Clone Wars. Really? Um, yeah, because they were pe- the, one of the big. With A lot with the prequels, a, a lot of qualms, but one of them is that in with the movies, we only see the beginning battle of the Clone Wars and the final battle of the Clone Wars. Mm. Um, the TV show obviously makes up for that, um, but on the silver screen, we barely see anything. Yeah. So this will be like an actual war movie. Yeah. Um, the other movies that I've got um, for December... Um, we have got, we've already talked about La La Land, uh, Passengers, which is the Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence team-up movie that I've been waiting for for years. It's
0: a sci-fi film, too. It's a too. sci-fi
2: film, too, and, the, and it's a romance, and they fall in love in space. I can't, it's just so, I haven't even seen the trailer. Like, all
0: the things that Willoughby loves. God, sci-fi, yeah, it, romance. Literally, it. like. other than
2: Rogue One it's made for Willoughby yeah it was like engineered in a lab (laughs) for me
0: they're like what does Willoughby like
2: (laughs) (laughs) space romance Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt bring them all together Um, so so I've got that one uh, Um, can
0: I talk about my most anticipated movie in December which more than like not more than La La Land but one that I'm like that's really sneaking up on me as might be my favorite movie this year a Monster Calls. That was the other one I watched. Yes, I, yes. So I wanted to
1: bring that up. Yeah. Too. So
0: Anya talked about this a while ago, but I I watched the trailer again, like in front of Kubo and the Two Strings, and yeah. I just like I get I start crying again. <laughs> it like, looks so beautiful. A lot it in looks so good. Yeah, it's just like it's this, this little boy who like starts turning to like this monster in his imagination for comfort after his mother starts getting sick from cancer, and she's like her. Condition keeps degrading, and he like as her condition gets worse, he goes more into like this imagination, and like the monster like that he turns to solace to for solace solace. and um, it looks heartbreaking. Um, Felicity Jones is there again, yeah, she's the mother, yeah, yeah. Um, Liam Neeson is the monster. I just like it. I love these kind of um, uh, manifestations of like depression and sort of like the really dark emotions that we were seeing in the, in movies we're seeing it mostly in like horror films but I'm really happy that we're finally seeing this in something that's not horror it actually it comes off as horror at first, but yeah. then you kind of see, like, oh, it's actually about, like, overcoming this grief and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. When, when I first heard about funny. it,
2: I thought this was, like, an, along the lines of, like, The Duke or It mm-hmm. Follows. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I found out that this was not a horror film, I was like, oh, now I'm excited.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because, like, thematically it's very similar to The Baba Duke and It Follows in that it takes, like, this sort of, like, grander concept and, like, turns it into a metaphor turns, like, this monster or something into that, a metaphor for that. And I like that. I like that trend, and I'm just, like, I'm so excited to cry during a monster calls. Oh, it just it looks so beautiful. Um, oh, that's it
2: for me for movies, too.
1: Um, December, anything else? Yeah, I have some. Yeah, go for it, Anya. Um, all of these that have been said so far, um, I am also really looking for Defenses, which is the Denzel Washington-directed movie um based on a play that he was in and yeah yeah and so i am really looking forward to it Uh, at denzel washington viola davis i believe Mm
2: -hmm. and she was Um, in the play too Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and so i'm just really looking forward to it i think denzel washington is fantastic people are saying he could be a front runner for best director which i think denzel washington winning director would be awesome um Denzel Washington is so great. I like feel like we as a society we need to like talk about that more. Yeah, um, he's awesome. I love him. There's a so podcast and... that
2: says that that with the title Denzel Washington is the greatest living actor. Ever. Yes,
1: I've heard of that podcast. And they yeah. just
2: basically every episode is a different Denzel Washington movie.
1: Really? Yeah. yeah. And so um I yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um I think it's going to be a good one. Um the other one I don't know if it's gonna be good. I don't know how <laughs> I feel about it.
0: Um
1: it? it's also how I feel that's really how I feel about passengers too. I'm very skeptical of passengers, I feel. Mm. I am not. I know you're not, <laughs> That's why I'm not gonna say anymore because your joy for it is the most beautiful thing to me. <laughs> it just makes me happy how I'm like, Oh my like, god, it was made for you, Willoughby. It's so beautiful. We should all get like joys like that in our life. <laughs> um but it's collateral beauty.
0: That's i haven't
1: a, heard of this the title? will oh my gosh you guys oh, okay Woo. Woo you're in for a ride you guys i don't know what this movie is it's like a hollywood meant to just get you but i'm like i don't know if it's gonna work <laughs> but listen to this cast will smith kate winslet edward norton michael peña helen mirren kiera knightley what Whoa! Wait, I think I man, know. I know that
2: Will Smith was in a, a a movie coming up in the fall. Whoa! I think this I is the know. one we we're thinking of. Yeah. So,
1: don't know if this is gonna work. The trailer is interesting. You guys should watch it. Will Smith basically, I guess his young daughter has passed away for I don't know what reason, um but he's you know, depressed and just not coping very well, understandably so. He works with Michael Peña, Edward Norton, and Kate Winslet, and they're all really concerned for him. And he ends up writing these letters to death, time, and love. Um, and next thing you know, he's meeting Helen Mirren, who's like, hi, I'm death, nice to meet you. So it's like Christmas um, Carol, but... Sort of, yeah. Sort of yeah. Um, yeah. I forget the actor who plays Time... Uh, but it's not gonna play time, and then Keira Knightley plays love oh, but it's weird course. because there's a shot in the trailer where Michael Pena is talking t- to Helen Mirren oh. so I don't know if his friends can see them or like if they really are the manifestations of time death and love it looks like um emotionally manipulative Hollywood film and I don't know if it's gonna land but it sounds um, like abstract enough that it could be interesting it could be and the cast is like insane yeah so i don't i can't say eight. seven
2: pieces or seven
1: yeah i can't say i'm excited for it uh, it's probably gonna be one of those ones i wait for reviews but i don't know yeah i don't know it all seems That's like a so very like hollywood christmas yeah release <laughs> um so yeah you guys should watch the trailer for collateral yeah P-. i haven't seen the trailer interesting i'll check it but out the cast is great people are talking about kate winslet possibly of course so, I mean, of course, What Kate are we not
0: talking about Kate Winslet? Because she's, she's amazing. We should talk about it all if, the time. If Kate
1: Winslet wins
2: another Oscar and Leonardo DiCaprio's there cheering her on, that would be the great day. That's
1: my dream. It would be so great. Speaking of Kate Winslet, her movie... Oh, The Dressmaker. I can't believe I didn't bring this up. Um, It comes out in September. It comes out at the end of the month. I've seen it already. And it's amazing. It's like this feminist revenge Beautiful story. Is that the one with her and Liam Hemsworth? Yes. Oh,
2: I... she <laughs> doesn't no. like. No, I hate Liam
1: Hemsworth. Oh man. oh man! Oh man! No, this movie is so good. HT, you would love it. Really? Okay. H- Kate oh, Winslet wait. kill H-
2: Liam Hemsworth because that's the only thing I could see HT loving.
1: <laughs> okay, here's the thing: is I wasn't a huge <laughs> Liam Hemsworth fan, but after I saw this movie, I was like, "All right, Liam Hemsworth. All right, okay. I see you. I see you. Hugo Weaving, isn't it?" He's so great in this movie. He's hey. so funny. Kate Winslet, basically she's from the small town in Australia. She left as a young adult to go study fashion. She comes back to her small town. She is now like the best dress. She looks incredible in every scene she's in. And she comes back uh, to basically, there was a tragedy that happened when she was a kid there and she doesn't really remember it very well uh, from like PTSD and just like blocking the memory. And she comes back to figure out like what happened, and she, like, changes the town in the process. It's so funny. She is... Is it a comedy? It's a comedy drama. Oh, okay. It sounds similar um, somewhat to, like, Chocolat, like the Johnny Depp movie. Yeah, you wish... I, I mean, so... <laughs> <laughs> they change the town through chocolate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> having seen the whole movie, I can say that, like, I, it's ridiculous. Like, it is ridiculous. It's kind of a ridiculous concept. And the things that happen in the movie are ridiculous, but if you just kind of let it happen and enjoy the ride, it, you'll like you'll be really happy when it ends. And like Kate Winslet, oh my gosh, it out she's, she's amazing in this film. All right,
0: I'll grin and bear my hatred of my hatred of Liam Hemsworth to see this movie because I love Kate Winslet that What are your much. thoughts on Chris Hemsworth? Uh, I love Chris Hemsworth. I think he's fine. I think he has the charisma that Liam Hemsworth is missing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: See, like it's just it's just the extra spark, you know? Yeah, you can't really like predict it sometimes, but. Well, they not really, the,
2: the Hemsworth parents really knocked it out of the park the first time. Yeah, <laughs> and they just they tried follow ups and they were just not they, the sequels were just not as good.
1: I oh had no God. opinion on Liam Hemsworth going into this movie. I, I literally just didn't give him any thought, but I think you might find that he actually has some charisma in the dressmaker. Okay, I
0: so will, I will uh, check it
1: out maybe. Yeah, I'm also very curious that none of us mentioned Birth of a Nation. Are any of us actually interested in seeing it? Is it coming out this fall? It's in November, it I think. November. It, um, it comes out in October. Oh, October. <laughs> I was going to include
0: it. Well, I, I debated on including it, honestly. We all know like there's been that the controversy yeah. over And Max. we don't need to get into that. Yeah, 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 but
1: But I'm just curious if any of us actually...
2: I was excited to see it, and then... The, I think the controversy around Nate Parker like turned derailed up. that kind of yeah mm-hmm. it just and I've also heard that the actual movie is not super great
1: I feel, got a standing ovation at TIFF At
2: TIFF not just yeah. Sundance? Oh. No I feel bad because like
0: Tiff. I do think it could be a really great really impactful movie but I sometimes it's like really hard to get over like the the cre- like the creators behind it, yeah, and like it it depends on like how much you want to separate like artist and the art and that kind of thing. Yeah,
2: and we talked and about th- that before with like Woody Allen. And Woody.
1: Yeah, but yeah. It's also and I like it's, yeah. So I continue. I also, I think it's frustrating that's like the Academy, especially. There's been with articles about like this was their front runner of like to get rid of the Oscars so white controversy and stuff, which is annoying. First off, that they like are acting like there's a quota yeah. of now like films with people of color, but then also I'm like looking at it, I'm like fences. Moonlight, mm-hmm, Moonlight, Lion... Great, right? Queen of like Lion, which has Queen of Cotway. Lion, which has a character of color who's the lead. Like, there are all these other films that are look really good and have, like, people of color involved in them. And so I don't think that the Academy should be treating it like, oh, man, like, now what are they going to do? I do think
0: I will end up supporting Birth of a Nation because I think that in terms of, like, how hollywood and like the the like our society treats like rape rapists and stuff like that it often tends to veer more towards villainizing people of color versus like white men and mm-hmm. i do think that like that is really unfair in terms of like woody allen for example ha- will go by unscathed for all of his controversies whereas like nat turner will just his, nate parker nate parker sorry i don't know nat turner, <laughs> nat turner. <laughs> that's who we playing. yeah nate nate per- nate parker is kind of his career is basically over, I feel like. Well, we'll see if he'll get over it. But.
1: There's also, I read another interesting point that was saying that, like, if this film fails, Hollywood will see it as a film about people of color failing rather than yeah, that's it what failing I think because too. of Nate Parker. And there are so many other people of color involved in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm I'm still unsure,
0: but... Yeah, and also, like, there's, like, the, st- the sort of unfortunate coincidence of, like, there is Gabri- Gabriella. I can't. What is Gabrielle that? Union. Yeah, Gabrielle, Gabrielle Union ha- plays a character who is who is raped, and she's silent throughout the entire movie. And I wonder, like, there is like some weird connection, like, between that and like. Um, but yeah, it's in the controversy. But it's
1: yeah. Well, see, I. It's, I probably will tough. see it. Yeah. It's yeah. tough. Um, but yeah, I mean, I got another standing ovation at TIFF, and there was apparently no hecklers. No. Mm-hmm like, controversy at TIFF. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also one of those things where it's like, I wonder, Woody Allen has been able to go unscathed, and I wonder if Hollywood as a industry, as a community, if they will, if they actually really care, or if they just are going to push the movie forward. I mean, it's, we'll see. Yeah. But um, it was interesting because uh, Hollywood Reporter put out a list of, like, frontrunners, serious threats, maybes for, like, all the major Oscar Mm movies award so far and birth of a nation wasn't there oh interesting um i like say i don't think it was at least it didn't like jump out to me um but mm. i don't know it's it's interesting um so yeah yeah uh so we
0: won't so that we won't end this segment on <laughs> like a complete bummer are there any other like oscar uh promising oscar baits or like oscar attend like Uh, sorry, participants that you think, like, uh, for this fall's movies?
1: I don't know if this one's going to be an Oscar contender. I also don't know when it comes out. It just says 2016 USA on Mm. IMDb. Mm. But The Promise with Oscar Isaac, uh, the trailer was just released for it. Oh, yeah, About the Armenian genocide Mm. um, with Christian Bale um, and Charlotte Le Bon. um, And, I mean... We all know that I will see anything with Oscar Isaac in it. I think Mm -hmm. it's a little frustrating that the two main characters who are Armenian aren't actually Armenian in real life, Mm -hmm. which is unfortunate. Um, But the trailer was really good. Oscar Isaac looks incredible. It's from Terry George, who did Hotel Rwanda. Oh, okay. So that Um, definitely screams Oscar contender. Yeah. So I don't actually know when it's coming out. It just says 2016. Mm -hmm. The trailer was just released. So I have no idea if it'll actually be this year. But could potentially be 2016. So probably, Mm -hmm. yeah, probably. Uh,
2: One that I I um I haven't seen the trailer for it yet. But Manchester by the Sea, I've heard really good things about. Um, I saw the trailer for it. Casey Affleck is in it.
0: Yeah, Uh, Casey Affleck, uh, Michelle Williams, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, Kyle Chandler plays Casey Affleck's um, brother. Uh, So I mean, that could be. I've heard that you know it got got really good reviews at Sundance, mm-hmm. so that could be an Oscar, an Oscar movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, of like the ones that we've talked about, I definitely think well, Moana for a best animated feature will totally. be there. Really,
1: I don't think. I you think, don't think it'll get an yeah. Oscar? I think Zootopia has it better. I think I think well, well I mean, will get I'm, nominated. I mean, Maybe just not a win, but like of nomination. nominations,
0: like of contenders. I mean, not so much like of a winner. Like Zootopia will probably win. So
2: Zootopia will definitely get a nomination. Moana will definitely get a a nomination. Zootopia is a great film.
0: It is
1: so
2: good. It is so good. Mm -hmm. Finding Dory probably will too. Kubo.
1: Kubo Kubo will probably get a
2: nomination. It will get it. Kubo, even Um, though it didn't make any money, will definitely get a nomination.
0: It's too bad too because it's a great film. Um, Uh, What else? I think Arrival will probably get, well maybe. It might get some buzz. I'm not sure. Yeah. La La Land will definitely get some sort of buzz. Yeah. Um, Lion, after the buzz at TIFF, I am I think it'll definitely, like, be a contender, perhaps. Maybe for, like, maybe not Best Picture, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, I think Loving and Fences. Loving, definitely. And Fences has a good chance. Mm-hmm. Um, a Monster Calls. Definitely. Like, I it seems more like a family movie but at the same time i think that it could transcend that might get acting roles yeah like felicity
2: jones might get a nomination again
1: as the suffering mother this time instead of the suffering wife oh no (laughs) yeah another one i think that's been getting buzzed that none of us mentioned because i'm not sure any of us are actually interested in it but as mel gibson's hacksaw ridge yeah i have no trailer for that it looks very mel gibson-y it's it's a shame because I like Andrew Garfield. But... Yeah. Oh wait, I'm not when even does Dunkirk in? come
2: out? When does Christopher Nolan's new movie come out? I don't.
1: That the
0: teaser only came out like a couple months ago, but I don't think it's going to come out in 2016. Oh
1: damn! Okay. No, it's it's coming out in July of next year. Mm. Oh wow! Really um, the other thing really? is that like it's interesting. Dunkirk is coming out, and then Joe Wright's next movie is coming out uh, next fall or winter. It's right in the middle of award season. His film on Churchill with Gary Oldman playing Winston Churchill and Churchill's the one who made Dunkirk happen. Oh interesting so we'll have Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk film and then we'll have Joe Wright's Churchill film. Two parts and then Churchill like three weeks after getting office he had Dunkirk happen and saved mm-hmm. the soldiers. So we'll have two of those both both films I'm next ge- year.
2: I'm guessing in like five years there's gonna be target double feature type movies where you can, you know how you can go to Target and get like four yeah. packs of movies and it'll be like Scorsese movies. I bet there'll be like a two feature of this Churchill movie and then Dunkirk will be the same
1: <laughs>
0: one.
1: Yeah. That's Christopher Nolan's goal right there. Yeah, Target yeah, so that'll be, feature. That'll be next year's award. That'll be 20 That'll be our screen. 2017
2: uh, fall movie preview. Yeah, so look forward, forward to that, we'll Look forward to that in one year, guys. <laughs> All
0: right. I think that nicely wraps up our fall movie preview. Yep. Um, let's segue to the last segment of our episode. I really, 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 really like you. But I need to tell you something. I really, 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 really like you. you Alright, um, Willoughby, why don't you go first?
2: Okay, so I've been really digging the Bastille album that came out mm. a, cu- a couple weeks ago. Um, it's their follow-up to their album Black Bad Blood. Um, and it very much is in their same style of, like you know, the rocking folk out anthems that they've been, you know, you, you guys all listened to Pompeii when it came out in 2013. Yeah. So it's I very much it. <laughs> in the same vein of that song and that album. Um, it's much more, um, I really like the the, the the background music. The It's very much a well-composed album. So I've been really digging that.
1: All right. They're a good band. I like them. Yeah, yeah they're a good band. I haven't listened to the new album enough yet, so now with your recommendation, I think I'm going to have to. Yeah,
0: I haven't listened to it either, but yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah.
1: All right, HT, why don't you go?
0: Uh, I'm going to say, I really like that I'm going to a Green Day concert in October. You're oh my one of the, gosh. One, the two people that got tickets Yep, Yeah, that? I am. Actually, I'm really lucky because I wasn't actually at my computer when they went on sale, and they and they like... They sold out in, like, a minute. Like, I think the site crashed, actually, and people were not able to get tickets. But they're performing at the 930 Club in D.C., which is a very different venue, it seems, for them, because, you know, they're a large, they're, like, a very well-known band. But at the same time, they're Green Day. They're Green Day, but, like, they will, they haven't had any releases in, like, in years. Um, and, like, they, you generally would expect them at the Verizon Center, which is more of an arena. 930 Club is a very small, like, music club a venue like that um, so they're kind of slumming it there and I think that's why the, the tickets sold out so quickly but I was not there at my computer when they went on sale so my friend Mike bought two tickets for us and I got to lord, to lord it over all my friends and co-workers and they were really jealous um, but yeah it's in anticipation of like their new album which is supposed to be a back to their DIY punk rock roots and not as like pop rock as they've been going for what a world lately. that we're living in I know <laughs> I mean it's Green Day is pretty big, you know. They have a Broadway musical named after their album. So I so think wait. I think when
1: are you when are you seeing them? In October. So October, yeah, we should uh, wake you up when September ends for the concert. Damn it! <laughs> oh, oh, oh man! What? I had to go. I had to go there. That was. I that had was,
2: to. Oh man, the fact that that, that, no. that joke worked. No, uh, that
0: actually, like, I walked into that one. You just walked right in. Yeah, that. I'm excited. Was that I'm actually. So that was really smooth. That's why I did not respond.
2: <laughs> he <laughs> like yeah. leaned away from the computer. Mm-hmm.
0: I like fell over. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I actually am a big Green Day fan. I had I was obsessed with their American Idiot album when it came out. I memorized every song uh give me nova Kane. she's a rebel were my jams um i also had like their best of album and i was like really into nice guys finish last i was like damn this like is really speaking to my angsty preteen soul so and i never like i never got to see them in concert so i'm happy i finally get to see them when they're old and gray <laughs> <laughs> they're not that old they have teen kids though now like they have teen sons so, oh, so their
2: so they're teen kids will listen to their albums and feel the same angst that their mm-hmm. fathers did.
0: It's really funny. I saw a picture of the whole family of, like, Billy Joel. Billy Joe. Billy Joe. Not Billy Joel. Not Billy, <laughs> not Joel. Billy Joe. <laughs> yeah, but his family at, like, the red carpet. And, like, they have, like, this matching goth aesthetic. It was
1: hilarious.
2: <laughs> Tim Burton must be loving yeah.
1: that. Anyways, that's my really like for this week.
2: Anya, what's yours?
1: Tom Hanks. Nice. I mean, to be fair, when is my really, like, not always actually in my heart Tom Hanks? Like, I always love Tom Hanks, literally every minute of every day. But lately, I've just been really appreciating him and just how wonderful he is. And it all started with this article that Deadline wrote, which is the worst, where they basically compared him to Jimmy Stewart, which is great. But then was like, it's a career death. It's a career trap. And I was like, you're going to compare Tom Hanks, one of the greatest actors of our time, to Jimmy Stewart, one of the greatest actors of his time, and then say it's a career trap?
2: But everybody loves America's Tom Hanks.
1: Tom Hanks has had a phenomenal career. And even if you don't love all of his films now in his life, it doesn't, one, negate his past films that you do love, and two, Tom Hanks can do whatever he wants.
0: Like I don't understand why they use Jimmy Stewart as an example of a career trap though. Like
1: Neither do I. He had a very
0: colorful career even when he got older. Like he wasn't just doing It's a Wonderful Life for the rest of his life. He <laughs> did like he did rope when he was pretty old. And that was a very yeah. interesting Hitchcock film.
1: Yeah, and so it was just it was not a great article, but it got me thinking about Tom Hanks and his career and just how great he is, how blessed we're all to have him and then he appeared on ellen and he and ellen had a conversation as dory and woody their pixar characters tom hanks is currently recording for to- for toy story 4 and i'm just like thank goodness we as a world have tom hanks
2: and he he directed one of my favorite movies of all time that thing you do
1: exactly so i love you tom hanks and deadline doesn't know what they are talking about i don't what a silly <laughs> article! First of all, I'm like offended
0: for Jimmy Stewart too.
1: I know.
2: <laughs> He's wrong um, in his grave. Yeah.
1: So I just really like Tom Hanks, and I think we should all just watch Tom Hanks movies as often as we can. Good
2: idea. Just make him time feel good. In the day too. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> so on that positive note, we uh that is our episode. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're about to all go watch the get ready for the Emmys now. I think. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. Yes, we will. Uh, We'll 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 see what happens tonight. Emmys. Uh, So, if you have any thoughts on fall movies that are coming out, if you have any thoughts on Tom Hanks, because (laughs) Tom Hanks, or if you listen to the new Bastille album, which is great, according to Willoughby, Green Day. Green Day! <laughs> right, right. We have wake you up on September end. Cool. Um, if you have any thoughts on Green Day as well, uh, definitely come let us know. Uh, also, follow along. We'll be live-tweeting the Emmys, I'm sure, on our respective channels. Uh, so where can they find us? Where can they find us? Oh,
2: my God, They yes. can find the blog at millennialfalconpodcast.wordpress.com. You can find us, the Millennial Falcon, on Facebook. If you search for us there, we're on Twitter at Falcon Podcast. Um, You can rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play. We're also on on SoundCloud as well. Where can they find you guys?
0: You can
1: find me at htranbui on Twitter. You can find me at Anya Crinton, hopefully tweeting a lot more smoothly than I'm talking
2: (laughs) currently. And you can find me at Willoughby Dobbs on Twitter as well.
1: Okay. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Bye.
0: Bye!